The podcast of this local government meeting is brought to you by Michigan Radio. For more coverage of local government meetings and to find out how you can support this service, go to michiganradio.org. Uh, there we are. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we'll call to order the special meeting of the City of Kalamazoo Planning Commission, Wednesday, June 22nd. Can I get a roll call, please? Here. 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 Phelps. Patelko? Here. Pitts? Swan? Here. Bias? Here. 
All right. Thank you. Uh, we have an agenda before us. Are there any changes to the agenda? There are no changes. All right. Can I get a motion to adapt the agenda as presented? So moved. Motion by Burgess. Is there a support? Support. Support by Chambers. Uh, all in favor of the motion, say aye. 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 Any opposed? Okay. Uh, we have no minutes in our packet, so we will uh, approve the June minutes at our July meeting. Any communications and announcements? None this evening. All right. So we will move into public hearings. A reminder that uh, we are streaming. Is that correct? Maybe. Uh, we're we, we are. Theoretically, we're streaming, um, and so if uh, you can call in with public comments, and uh, <laughs> I'm vamping. Uh, the phone number will be listed online wherever you're streaming, either on uh, Facebook Live or on YouTube. So your, the phone number should be uh, listed there as well. And we'll take those public comments at the public comment time during each of the public hearings as well as later on in the agenda on any non-agenda items. Um, for the first public hearing, PC 2022.02, uh, 116 Fellows Avenue, I will be abstaining. Uh, I'm actively involved in adjacent property uh, through my, um, uh, my occupation. So I will abstain and I'll turn over chairmanship to Vice Chair Bias. Thanks. Uh, so by way of explanation, those in the audience will observe several opportunities for public comment. During the public hearings, following the staff presentation, we will invite the applicant to present their 10-minute uh, request. Following that, the public is invited to step up to the podium, state your name and address, present your comments within a three-minute limit. Following your comments, please sign your name and address on the sign-in sheet. I think there's a podium somewhere here. Yes. Okay. Um, we ask that all audience members either turn off or silence your cell phones during the meeting. Probably commissioners also silence your cell phones. Um, and we will now open the public hearing and hear our first request. So we're looking for PC number 2022.02 at Fellows Avenue. May we have a staff report? Yes, good evening, commissioners. I'm here to introduce the special use permit for 116 fellows out front Kalamazoo is requesting uh, the use of this property as a transitional residence. And um, I do want to go over a little bit of the historical detail regarding this property. I do have a few slides to show as well. Um, here is uh, what the, uh, the finished product looks like, um, but just uh, Going back a little bit on the history, um, this is a, uh, was a Kalamazoo Public Housing Commission initiative uh, to create an LGBTQ shelter with other nonprofits in the community. And uh, it, it, over the course of um, basically two years, they found uh, this property on Fellows Avenue and funds were identified it was purchased and uh, and then they began fundraising for the renovations 
of the facility and those renovations uh, did not begin in earnest until 2021, early 2021. Um, in the meantime, the planning staff uh, was in the process of doing some uh, basically realignment of the zoning in this area with the existing land uses as, as there was many homes that were in commercial zone districts and, um, and vice versa with some of the commercial properties uh, spilling over into residential zones. So, um, so this rezoning of 116 Fellows Avenue occurred after the property was purchased for the transitional residents and uh, that rezoning changed it from commercial community to RM36, which is residential multi-dwelling district. Now the, the commercial zone districts don't require a special use permit for transitional residences. So uh, unbeknownst to uh, the organization raising all the money and starting the renovations, um, the, the question came up about the special use permit. So it wasn't until this spring that the city advised Outfront Kalamazoo, who, who took over um, control of this property to manage it, um, they were notified in the spring of 2022 of the need for the special use permit. And uh, so this has been on and off the agenda the last couple months due to a series of unfortunate circumstances, but. Uh, Tonight we are, are here to uh, hold the public hearing and uh, get any comments out on, on the table. So as far as strategic vision, master plan, uh, Vine neighborhood plan alignment, um, you know, this touches on two uh, significant uh, goals. One is complete neighborhood. Uh, the other is strength through diversity. As far as alignment with the future land use map, this is a, a property that's in a transitional area. Let me just forward here to the future land use so you can see the neighborhood edge designation. The property is shown in the hatched pattern. Um, so it's, you know, it, it is um, adjacent to other commercial properties uh, along Burdick Street that are that are now in our live work one zone and then lastly the vine neighborhood plan um, also has a goal of increasing housing options in the neighborhood so as far as the outreach um, which was one of the reasons there was a slight delay for for a month on this uh, project coming before the board um, out front kalamazoo did coordinate a uh, an outreach effort on a saturday april 30th and uh, they went through the neighborhood and spoke to a number of residents who reached out to me and said they were so happy to, to have the interaction and understand better what the project entailed. Um, this outreach also included reaching out to the Vine Neighborhood Association who provided a letter of support. As you'll notice in the packet, there are a number of letters of support for this project. And um, in addition to that, the city has uh, sent notices to all the property owners within 300 feet uh, regarding the transitional residents. So I'm just going to go through these pictures uh, briefly here. So of course we had the, uh, the full shot of the, of the house after the exterior renovations. Um, this is a view looking east. 
Uh, there's a vacant commercial property that fronts on Burdick Street. And uh, then looking west, um, down Fellows Avenue, you can see the other homes. Um, the home in the, on the right side of the screen with the, with the burgundy or red siding, uh, that, was, that was constructed last year. Um, so there's another new addition to the street. And, um, and this is looking uh, north. Again, there's a vacant commercial property that this backs up to. And then looking due south, there's another home on the other side of Fellows Avenue. And um, looking at the general zoning, so this is, you know, the uh, the restructured zoning for the area after the the, the fall of 2020 when the, the big rezoning occurred. You can see all the live work one along South Burdick Street. A lot of that was in the commercial community zone district before, which is a much more intensive commercial zone and um, 116 Fellows Avenue, which is highlighted there, that and um, other properties on Baroque and Fellows were, were actually in a commercial zone district, even though they had residential homes on them. So, so now you can see that the, we've worked on that alignment. This is just the current land use uh, map, um, which is uh, uh, the only, the only thing, the only inaccuracy is directly to the left of the subject property that's not vacant. That's where that new house just went in, um, which is an owner-occupied residence. And then the future land use map we talked about uh, briefly, the, the neighborhood edge um, designation for this property, which um, you know, identifies it really as a, as a transition uh, from the, the, the live work into the, the multifamily zone district. Um, you know, looking at the rationale um, in our uh, ordinance, there are 10 review criteria for a special use permit. Uh, the first of those is, uh, you know, the, is this special use appropriate for the location? The proposed special use, you know, is compatible with the surrounding area. Uh, this block does have uh, a bed and breakfast, a housing cooperative, a duplex, and as well as some single family homes. Um, there isn't any special requirements out of Chapter 4, Section 4.2 that apply to transitional residences, so there's nothing to add there. Uh, number three talks about minimizing adverse effects. And as you saw with the picture, um, you know, this uh, structure is actually a, an attribute to the, to the block um, with the renovations that have been done to it. And uh, it maintains its residential character. Uh, number four, the proposed special use um, does not have any environmental impacts uh, that, that we need to make note of. There is adequate road capacity um, as they are not uh, proposing to change the driveway. And that uh, follows through into uh, uh, number six on here as far as safe ingress and egress. And then the, uh, this, this uh, structure already had city water and city sewer. Um, there's adequate emergency access for the site. Um, there is no additional screening requirements from Chapter 6 that come into play uh, for this transitional residence. And then, uh, you know, lastly, it, it complies with all the standards of the ordinance as far as the general development characteristics. So, you know, that is uh, just a rundown of the uh, criteria for a special use permit, and if there are any questions the board has, 
Um, I do want to make reference to the, um, you know, that staff is in support of this, uh, specifically because it is compatible with the surrounding property owners and uh, surrounding property uses, I should say. And uh, with that, I'll, I'll open it to any questions you may have. Commissioners, any technical questions for staff? If, if none, I'll turn it over to Tracy Hall from out front Kalamazoo. Whoops, I'm sorry. How's it going, everyone? It's a little different being on this side of things, but I'm happy to be here. Uh, I once also had the awesome responsibility of sitting in your seats, so it's good to see you, and I know uh, how seriously you take your positions and your role. Not many people know about the importance of planning commission, but it's incredibly important to our city, so I'm grateful to be here. First, um, you know, we are asking for the special use permit for 116 fellows. And I would like to thank Assistant City Planner uh, Pete Eldridge for his help throughout this whole process, even before I got involved in this area. So I guess, full disclosure, I'm the interim executive director of Outfront, but before I was appointed to this role in early April, I'm also on the county commission, and so I was part of this project as a county commissioner, former chair and vice chair. Pete took the time to walk our former executive director through this process, and it can be daunting for anybody, especially who understand all the work that you all do. I'd also like to take the time to thank neighbors Anna Lynn and Dan, who took the time to meet with myself, uh, our, one of our co-chairs of the board, uh, Angelita, community member, my partner, Christine, on a, and spent two hours with us on a Saturday talking about the purpose of the house, what the point, and the good that would come out of it. And I could tell when they left, they felt much better. But even before that, Anna, looked, Anna Lynn took the time to meet with myself, our consultant, Commissioner Hoffman, Stephanie Hoffman, uh, our house manager, Amani Love, took the time to meet with each one of us. I think she gave each one of us a tour of her own house, took a tour of fellows itself across the street to learn more about the good work that we are going to do. As you all know, and Commissioner Patelko, you know probably better than most the housing need that we have throughout the county. We are 6,000 units short. This transitional house is just a small piece to that puzzle. Um, so there's a great need. But we have been talking about this, and community partners have been at the table for a long time. At risk of embarrassing him and putting on him on the spot, while our other co-chair of the board, Zach Bauer, this was his baby way back in 2011 or 20. 12 when he was executive director of out front when he moved to the community foundation he assembled a team of community partners uh, such as um, members uh, people from cares and other organizations to talk about uh, obtaining a house like this former chair artley of the public housing commissioner along with commissioner david anderson and many of the commissioners of the public housing commissioners that time did their due diligence in finding a spot i can't tell you how many houses we looked at until we found the perfect one and at the time, it was zoned properly, uh, or not improperly, I guess, right? So um, when we um, purchased the house, out front purchased the house, our former executive director did look at the BSNA database, where it still had it zoned as it was formerly zoned. We didn't even know it was rezoned until after we purchased, and former vice mayor not called me and said, hey, I think we rezoned that when I was on the commission. 
So then a few calls to city staff uh, come to find out we really did. And that's when, that's how we wound up here today. So this, so for those of you who don't know, the, obviously we have a housing crisis in Kalamazoo, but it's particularly vulnerable, a particular vulnerable population is the LGBTQ population. When we know 40% of all young people happen to be part of the queer community. This is a need. We have great resources in this, in this city and in this county. But what is not known to many of them is whether there are safe spaces for them. Not all spaces have been safe, but this place will be a safe space for them. We have a, we'll have 24-hour staff. We have a bold portfolio of wraparound services that are being created and um, curated by Stephanie Hoffman and Amani Love, our house manager. I'm currently in works in talks with the UC, uh, the university, you, what's the name of it? UCC at, I knew I was going to forget, at WMU to um, get grant funding to have substance use um, group and one-on-one -on -one, um, therapy, not just at the house, but at, for out front as a whole. So we'll have it in both places. We'll have a whole host uh, there. We'll also have security uh, features, including having security cameras outside, security alarms on our windows. Um, trying to think of what else. Um, other than just the, the need uh, and your, our request that you approve the special use request, I think my four minutes, almost five minutes is up. And I'm here for questions. Thank Thanks you. Here. Does anyone have questions for the applicant? Okay, seeing none, um, we will open the public comment. Thank you so much for your presentation. Yeah, thank you for having us. We will now open the public comment portion for this hearing. Each speaker, as a reminder, will have a three-minute limit for comments. Please remember to state your name and your address before presenting your comments. And as a reminder, we are streaming online, and if you would like to call in with your public comment, the number is 888-382-9556, and also should be posted on the screen where you are watching. Come on up. Hello, my name is David Anderson and I'm here as a representative of the Kalamazoo County Public Housing Commission. And I am speaking in support of uh, granting this uh, opportunity for this very, very important work to occur here in Kalamazoo. Uh, I was on the Public Housing Commission when we conceived of this idea there on the commission and uh, initially met with Denise Miller, who was uh, at out front at the time, and Kelly Doyle from CARES, and really talked about how we were going to do this in partnership, taking advantage of the what was available to the Public Housing Commission in partnership with the, the good organizations that are doing this work. We've been talking about needing to have this kind of resource available in Kalamazoo, I think probably for a, a couple decades. And so I, I hate to say this, but I was as surprised as anybody, and you wouldn't think so, but when I realized the zoning had changed midstream, uh, like Tracy mentioned, we looked at three dozen properties. Uh, we really looked for what would end up being the perfect house. We bought this house from Kalamazoo Neighborhood Housing Services. Uh, we 
employed Kalamazoo Neighborhood Housing Services to do all the remodeling we did here. A great deal of work went into this house. And uh, I, I think at this point, it's, this will be something that will really serve a need in Kalamazoo. And I'm sorry that we've had to delay and, and ask for a variance, but I'm looking forward to your support for this and this work going forward. So thank you for engaging, having a special meeting, I believe, right? So that you could look at some of these things. So thanks for your service and I hope for your support. My name is Stephanie Hoffman and I am a proud resident of the north side of Kalamazoo. The Michigan League of Public Policy as a nonpartisan policy institute dedicated to economic opportunity for all with a, with a lens of equity. According to the Michigan League of Public Policy, youth who identify as LGBTQ are disproportionately represented in the homeless population, making up five to 10% of all overall youth population, but 40% of the clientele served by homeless youth services. Young adults who identify as LGBTQ have a 120% higher risk of facing homelessness when compared to heterosexual and cisgender youth in the same age group. Family rejection and being forced out of their homes based on sexual orientation or gender identity are cited as the most common factors contributing to homelessness. Our community, Kalamazoo, is on the cusp of becoming the community where individuals can live into their full selves, regardless of circumstance and choices. We are a city full of compassion, empathy, care, and we are beginning to work very hard to bring justice to this work. Legacy House hopes to become a reality because our youth who identify as LGBTQ need a safe place to call home, they need nurturing and acceptance. They need to know that their lives matter no matter the circumstance. The youth of today need to be reminded and some need to be told that they are valuable and worthy of all love, support, and attention that we so graciously share with others. I implore you all to lend your support and approval this evening. Legacy House will exist because it is the right thing to do. Without you, many of our youth will continue to suffer, and some suffer in silence. We as a community have an opportunity to step in and provide the basic necessities for all human beings to exist on the earth, food, water, and shelter. We will do this in partnership and service with dignity, respect, and a deep appreciation for this governing body. Thank you. Good evening, everyone. Uh, my name is Gwendolyn Hooker. I am um, also a proud Northside resident. And I am here um, actually wearing a couple of hats. I first want to say that I am the Vice President of the Kamzoo County Housing Commission. And we wholly uh, support, as uh, Commissioner Anderson stated, uh, the, the special variance request that Outfront has uh, requested. Uh, we voted unanimously at our last meeting to uh, 
or to make a resolution saying that we as a group, as a body, uh, support this uh, request entirely um, for the mayor of making sure that every youth in Kalamazoo County has access to safe space that's um, free from harm, that's safe and able for people to live and thrive as, as their true selves. I also want to say that I'm also on the board of my neighborhood association. Um, I too um, am on that board and also help draft the letter uh, that you will see in front of you probably in your packet, um, also in support of this um, much needed uh, transitional home coming into our neighborhoods. It would be a absolute, um, um, what is the word I'm looking for? It would be, it would make it better, um, for lack of a better word, um, and something that we do not have. Um, so with that being said, I do want to say that I have watched this process um, from very, very many, many years ago um, when Zach was out. Kamzu Community Foundation, I was on the feasibility study to really lay out why we needed this type of a home, specifically for youth um, that are LGBTQ identifying. And I am just so elated to see um, this day uh, for this actual, the procurement of this house, the purchase of the home, the work being done, and the only step left is for you all to grant the special permit so that we can get um, youth uh, moved into this home. Thank you so very much for your time. You all have a pleasant evening. Commissioners, my name is Tammy Ray. I am also a Northside resident. Um, thank you for the opportunity to express our support for Alfred Kalamazoo and obtaining a special use permit for 116 Fellows Avenue. Kalamazoo County was an early supporter of this project and made a commitment to provide the initial funds. In May of 2020, the Board of Commissioners unanimously passed an allocation of $150,000 to the Kalamazoo Public Housing Commission to go towards the purchase and renovation of 116 Fellows. As you are all aware, there is a housing crisis in Kalamazoo County, including in its largest city, Kalamazoo. In fact, we are approximately 6,000 units short throughout the county. <clears throat> Excuse me. Additionally, LGBTQ plus youth represent 40% of all homeless youth. Outfront receives calls weekly to help find spaces for LGBTQ plus youth. This house will help address both of those needs. The location of the house is nearly perfect. It is located on public transit routes close to Outfront, downtown Kalamazoo, Bronson Hospital, and many other important resources. Kalamazoo County Public Housing Commission worked incredibly hard to find this location and did its due diligence. As a Kalamazoo County Commissioner who represents this district in the city of Kalamazoo, we are invested in the overall well-being of our community and city. This is a wonderful, well-thought-out project that fulfills an important need. Additionally, the Fellows House and its mission directly tie into our commission's priorities of housing and equity. Our hope is that the Planning Commission approves a special use permit so that this essential project can move forward. Thank you for your time and consideration. Sincerely, Commissioner Tammy Ray for District 1, Vice Chair Montes Morales, District 2, Commissioner Tracy Hall in District 3, and Commissioner Jennifer Stripes, District 4. Thank you. Good evening, everyone. My name is Imani Love, and I'm currently the Legacy House Operations Manager. I just wanted to share a bit about my experience and what brought me to Kalamazoo. I am a Detroit native, 
And I moved here uh, initially under the directorship of Amy Hunter prior to Tracy Hall coming in as interim. And I got my start in the work of supporting at-risk homeless and runaway uh, LGBTQ young people at the Ruth Ellis Center that services LGBTQ youth ages 18 to 30 in southeastern Michigan um, in the metro Detroit area. And I have a background in street outreach work, and that work has really just fueled my drive and my passion to support those who are experiencing various forms of homelessness, whether it be situational or chronic. And I've seen firsthand the horrors of young people being kicked out of their home due to family inacceptance, um, various other variables. Um, and it is very important to me that, you know, uh, this program uh, blossom into something that will support young people in Kalamazoo County for years to come. And I thank you for your time and your service and your consideration in this effort. And thank you. Thank you. Do we have any more public comments to be made here in person or any phoned in? Go, go right ahead with your comments. You have three minutes. Hello, I am, um, my name is Lynette. I am a resident of and I have some concerns regarding the program and the transparency. Um, mentioned in the comment, it said that um, people reached out to the neighbors and knocked on doors and explained the um, project. I did not receive any information about that and I also recently purchased my home on Fellows Avenue and and I was told that it was going that the area was all single family and that um, Kalamazoo Neighborhood Housing Association had purchased a lot of the um, property in the area and that it was more for single family residents. I was not informed of the um, project until after I had moved in. I just wish that there would have been more transparency. Um, the area is restricted and there are a lot of um, issues with the parking that I feel will be a constraint um, in the area. And I would just would like to get um, some feedback on that and thoughts on the program on how it will affect the other single family residents in the area and on the street. Thank you. Thank you. And that was the only call we have at this time.
Thank you for managing that. Commissioners, we need a motion to close the public hearing. Motion to close. Motion by Commissioner Swan. Support. Support by Commissioner Burgess. All those in favor respond yes. 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 Any in opposition respond no. Okay. The public hearing has been closed. Does city staff have any further comments? Before we move into debate on a motion for this request, do commissioners need any further technical clarifications from the staff or the applicant? Okay, seeing none, commissioners, may we have a motion on the request? Um, I'd like to motion, um, make a motion that we approve PC 202.02 um, for Fel 116 Fellows Avenue to approve the special use permit for a transitional residence. Did I do that right? Good job. Okay, thanks. I'll support the motion. Commissioner um, Patelko has moved and Burgess has supported. Um, would you like to speak to your motion? Um, sure. Um, I would just like to say that I, I would probably support this motion uh, five times over. I think we've heard between the necessity for more housing, the necessity for housing for our most vulnerable population, um, the, the work that's been done uh, in the neighborhood, the public support that I've heard tonight, and the fact that it used to be zoned appropriately for this use. Uh, I really I can't, I can't think of any reason not to, not to approve the special use permit. Other thoughts or comments from Commissioner? Sure. Um, I agree completely. Um, certainly the, the need is great, as many of people have said, and many people have worked hard to make this happen. But I think what's most important at this point is it is very clear that it meets all 10 criteria of chapter eight of the ordinance as detailed in the staff report. So there's really no cause not to support this in my opinion. Okay, seeing no other comments, may we have a roll call vote? Yes. Chambers? Yes. Harrison? Yes. Milliken? Abstaining. Phelps? Patelko? Yes. Swan? Yes. Bias? Yes. Motion is approved. Welcome back, Chair Milliken. All right. Thank you very much. Well done. Uh, next item, PC 2022.04, East Michigan Avenue. Special use permit for a rooming boarding house at that address. Can we have our presentation, please? Yes, we do.
I'm here to introduce the 1506-1508 East Michigan Avenue special use permit for a rooming house. And just some background on this. Uh, the dwelling is uh, 1,453 square feet, and it's a four bedroom, two full bath. Um, the home sits on 1508, and the parking area is on 1506. So that's why there are two lots uh, mentioned in this request tonight. The lots together are 88 feet wide with 150 feet of depth. Um, it has been a registered rental property since early 2000. And um, the one additional requirement um, that comes with rooming houses as far as exterior um, is that there is sufficient parking, that there's a parking space per bedroom and um, and then as far as the interior alterations for a rooming house, there are locks on separate locks on the bedroom doors as well as peepholes. So that's that's covered under the housing code. So um, I think I'll start by running through a few pictures just so you can see. So here's the home. You can see the parking area directly adjacent to it. Um, Looking east, you can see the other uh, homes down the street, a uh, variety of building types, uh, some, some set back, uh, some buildings set forward, obviously uh, former commercial uses on this stretch of East Michigan Avenue as well. Um, looking west, um, you can see another residence in the picture there. And then further down the street, there is a, there's a church um, as well as a number of vacant lots. Uh, to the north is uh, the uh, tiny house project that uh, looks, looks I, I took these pictures earlier this week, so, you know, perfect full sun conditions, but yeah, yeah, so the coloring of all the new homes really pops. Um, and then directly to the south, you can't get a good view of it, but the that is the railroad yard. Um, you can just see part of a train car but there is a, there is the the railroad yard to the south and then of course Kalamazoo River so um, but looking at the the nuts and bolts of the strategic vision master plan um, neighborhood plan uh, this this definitely touches on the complete neighborhood goal um, with uh, with the vantage point of uh, offering a variety of different housing options for residents in our community. As far as the future land use map, this area is identified as R3 high density residential, which does support rooming houses, boarding houses. Um, the East Side neighborhood plan also supports a mix of housing types. And we had an email uh, sent by Pat Taylor, the executive director of the Eastside neighborhood uh, in support of this request tonight. Um, as far as outreach goes, the, the applicant did reach out to the Eastside neighborhood um, and, and got that letter of support. Uh, the city also has sent uh, letters out to the surrounding property owners. And um, in addition to, to that, um, I'll just go right into the criteria here after we look at the uh, zoning map for a minute. So we've got the, the RM15 zoning uh, spanning uh, a good section of the street. Obviously, as you get closer to the, to the, uh, the southeast edge, um, there is some, some manufacturing, some residual manufacturing from 
industry that existed along the railroad tracks uh, you know, decades past. And um, we look at the existing land use, you can see there is a mix of uh, vacant lots and single family and a few commercial identified um, along that stretch of East Michigan Avenue. And then the uh, future land use, again, identifies this as R3, which is high density residential. Um, looking at the 10 review criteria for a special use permit, uh, the first one is related to uh, the appropriateness of the location and the compatibility. Um, there is a mix of vacant, land, vacant lots, single family homes and duplexes already in this stretch of, of East Main Street, um, as well as uh, the church I mentioned and some other uh, commercial properties or commercial uses rather. And um, there, there isn't any additional standards in section 4.2 to reference. Um, the exterior appearance of the structure and the floor plan is not being changed uh, to allow for this use. In fact, this use um, started in the fall of 2021 and uh, there was a, a rental housing inspection done and the rental housing inspector uh, brought up the fact that, that they, you know, it be using it as a rooming house required uh, a special approval and so uh, the the property owner then, then came to us to uh, apply for the special use permit. Um, so, you know, but that, that was how it was brought to our attention. But there is no exterior changes. There was no alteration of the floor plan to utilize it as a, as a rooming house. Um, no environmental impacts to reference um, existing road access as well as a driveway. Um, along East Michigan Avenue, you know, city water, city sewer, uh, emergency vehicle access, not an issue. And, um, you know, the, the parking has, has been accommodated on the adjacent property and the applicant plans to combine the two together. Uh, lastly, um, with the rooming house, um, you know, we, we also looked at the, the all the general zoning standards and uh, and codes to make sure that all bases were covered. Um, and as I mentioned, the, the housing code also comes into play with a, with a rooming house. So there are certain standards uh, that have to be met out of the housing code. So uh, in con conclusion, staff is in support of this um, rooming house request. And um, I do have the Townsends here that own it that will also be speaking. But if there's any questions for staff first, I'll be glad to take those. Are there any uh, questions at this time for staff? Sure, I had one. Go for it. Uh, Pete, I, I think I heard you say parking accommodated on adjacent property. Can you elaborate yeah, so, on that? So the, the house itself is on 1508 East Michigan. and. The parking area is on 1506 East Michigan Avenue. So I've already talked to the property owner about combining the two together. So it's because it's a little unusual to have, you know, especially in a residential zone, to have the parking separate on an adjacent lot. Um, and the, and the, the adjacent lot is sufficient for 
already serviced properly to park the cars on and all that. Yes, and it, and it has been used as the driveway and parking area for this house for decades. Okay, um, thank you. It's just, just to clarify, it's no improvements need to be made to that lot? No, it was a gravel driveway and they just recently got a permit and added additional gravel to okay. the site. All right, very good. Um, any other questions at this point? Is there a, you mentioned that, and I know the housing code is outside the boundaries of this zoning ordinance, but just for clarification, is there an inspection that happens to confirm that those requirements have been satisfied? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so, so after this hearing tonight, based on the outcome, I will relay to the housing inspector for the east side neighborhood the results, and then, yeah, they will schedule another inspection to make sure everything is, is per, per the housing code for this particular type of use. Perfect. That helps us understand the logistics of how this all plays out. Seeing nothing, great. We can hear from the applicant now. Thanks, Pete. Hello, everyone. My name is Felicia Townsend, <laughs> and I am the owner of 1508 and 1506 and um, some other housing on East Michigan. I, um, this was a single unit, family unit at first, but then after the family moved out about a year ago, I decided to turn it into a, men, um, a single person because we had people in our church that needed housing. And there were men who were on disability and you know, with that being said, housing for a single unit runs you 900 plus dollars. This home is furnished. Every room is furnished. Um, we offer new beddings every time somebody come in and they just have to provide their food and you know pay the rent. It's been a big success. Um, anytime there's an opening, I get hundreds and hundreds of applications because I um, advertise on Turbo Tenant and they advertise on different um, rental applications like Home for Rents and stuff like that. And I'm constantly getting emails and from men and women about the housing, wanting to know if there's availability, do I have any other housing available because we keep it at a minimum base. We're not trying to rip anybody off or gain rich. We're trying to accommodate people who with low income. And as the people who um, iterated before, it's a very, very great need here in Kalamazoo. You have a great um, high, high stake of homelessness because people are not being able to afford the homes in the Kalamazoo County. But my husband and I have made it um, our business to have all of our housing, even for our single unit, to be affordable to the people in the neighborhood. And we would just like to have the special unit permit so we can keep on giving the housing to the single men. They're mostly elderly, um, they have restrictions and they abide by them, no smoking. If they smoke, 
it's outside, no overnight guests, and so there are rules. And then in implementing this, I went to um, the internet and looked up the state of Michigan housing and regulations and rulings for this type of house, and I patterned it after that. And it's been very successful. Uh, the people like it there. We've had people long time stays, and so that's a plus. No in and out moving, and that means that it's been you know very operable for people. Thank you for having me tonight. And this is my husband. Thank you, commissioners. I'm Felicia's husband. I think I met her uh, at this house when she was a teenager, and we've been married. I think is 39 years. 37 years. Hopefully some of these tenants will find them a wife or something. They can go on and, and build them a home. So thank you for hearing us. Appreciate it. Thank you. Any questions for the applicant? Seeing none, we will open the public hearing. Um, is there any members of the audience that would like to speak on this item? Seeing none, uh, we are streaming. If there's anyone in the streaming and digital audience that would like to speak on this. I have no calls at this time. All right. Seeing no one and hearing no one, we will close the public hearing. Are there any technical questions or time? All right, well then can I get a motion to open uh, discussion? Um, I will move that we approve the special use permit for the uh, rooming boarding house at 1506 and 1508 East Michigan Avenue. All right, we got a motion for approval from Mr. Burgess. Is there support? Support. Support by Ms. Chambers, thank you. All right, is there any discussion on the motion? All right. I would say that this is definitely needed. This is something that I had actually never heard of before, and I think that it is a great idea being able to offer rooms to people at a low income rate because I know there's a lot of men out there going through transitional housing and looking for a safe place to reside, and especially older older men at that because it is dangerous being out here on the streets and trying to figure out alternatives. And I like that you guys have that option and the fact that you've even broken your home down that way because you could have turned it back into a family rental like you've had before in the past. And I really, um, I will definitely be in support. And I think the idea that you have is very nice. And I appreciate it. And I hope in the future maybe you can help create this idea around for other people to pick it up because I think it's a great idea, especially when you look at the housing market today, going from rooms being 900 to almost 1,500, and then you offering something that people can actually live in with a living wage. And I appreciate that. And I think that you guys are doing a good job. Thank you. Other comments? Yes. I, I would just say that. Uh, the uh, request seems to meet all the necessary criteria, and Mrs. Ms. Townsend is amazing, <laughs> and uh, what she's doing is, is wonderful. So, thank you. Thank you, Mr. Burgess. Other comments, discussion? Oh. I'll just say I'm happy to support more affordable housing, so this is great. 
Commissioner Burgess is carrying the uh, water for me tonight. So thank you for mentioning the uh, standards of the ordinance. And I'll just uh, thank you as well for, um, you know, it can seem burdensome sometimes to go through this process, this a little bit bureaucracy um, when you're already doing something. But I appreciate you doing that and, uh, and meeting the requirements of the ordinance here in, in getting this, uh, I don't want to pre dispose the decision, but getting this uh, decision uh, as part of your, uh, yeah, so thank you to staff and thank you for going through the process here. I appreciate that. With that, uh, not seeing anything else, uh, can we get a roll call? Burgess? Yes. Chambers? Yes. Harrison? Yes. Milliken? Yes. Patelko? Yes. Swan? Yes. Bias? Yes. Motion is approved. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Excellent. Uh, are there any other discussion or action items? I don't see any others. So city planners report. Uh, the only thing I have this evening, um, I have two updates for you. Uh, one in Commissioner Pradle's absence. Uh, the city commission at the June 6th meeting uh, approved the package of zoning edits that you reviewed in or May, I believe. Um, so those are approved and have taken effect. Um, we have a, we've introduced a new zoning map feature on uh, the city's website. It's an interactive zoning map um, that um, the link is right at the top when you go to uh, the general code website uh, to view the code online. Um, it breaks it down similar to the GIS pages where it talks about um, uh, all the details on each property. It's very easy to use and it has a direct link from that map to the code. What uses are permitted, if there are dimensional, split the dimensional standards, it's just meant to kind of start to link everything in one place. It's something we've been working on for a while, so it's a nice little feature. So please check that out. And then finally, on uh, July 5th, uh, we will be um, staff from public services and planning will be presenting um, on uh, streets for all, creating a connected city. And the focus of this presentation is uh, on all the streets projects that we've been talking about over and over again over the last however many years, but uh, specifically from the engagement process that was done right before COVID, the engineering work that was done during COVID to kind of ver verify that the community vision is something that can be implemented and works in an engineering sense. And so on uh, July 5th, we'll be talking about uh, kind of where we've been and where we're going and specifically starting to talk about the kickoff for uh, convert Kalamazoo Avenue, which will be, um, uh, we'll have engagement activities later this summer. Since you mentioned July 5th, it had, how are we looking quorum wise? Correct, your meeting is July 7th. 7th, you said July 5th, oh, sorry. Uh, I'm sorry, July 5th is the, is the city commission meeting. Okay, um, oh, that's when that you're That we'll be presenting at, yes, I apologize. Um, the city commission meeting will be this presentation, which we would love for. Uh, got it. Sit and viewing. Um, 
or to listen, come on down or, or listen to the stream. It's kind of serving as the kickoff for that. Our, me our planning commission 7th. meeting is July 7th. Okay. Um, and I know that the public participation plan will be on that. I believe there's one other item right now. If you are unable to attend that meeting because you will be out of town, please let us know right away. Does anyone know right now? We can just give her the heads up. Ready? All right. Good. Thank you. Uh, public comments. Do we have any public comments on non-agenda items? Uh, no worries. Okay, checking right now. And no calls at this time. No calls at this time. All right. And we uh, don't see a city commissioner in the audience, so no city commission liaison comments. We already heard a little bit of that, so thank you. Planning commissioner comments. Any planning commissioner comments this evening? Yes, sir. So, I just after hearing the public comment today, I just wanted to call on us as commissioners, knowing that we are moving towards the public process for the partners in the community, that uh, we develop some kind of system or identify a way that we can. Uh, value the voices that are are heard on the public comment process to to let them know that we hear them and that we care about their concerns even after we make the decisions so i don't know what that process looks like for us especially as commissioners but some way for us to to encourage some kind of re-engagement with those businesses or organizations with those residents in the neighborhood to build community not just with the organizations and its partners but the neighbors and the residents in the neighborhood itself um, to kind of build that community and economic development hand-in-hand -hand relationship that's kind of important for us to kind of move forward in the community. So I don't know what that looks like, and I'm sure we'll probably have ongoing discussions about how we can improve on it, but I just want to make sure that, you know, when we hear voices that have concern, that we just do something to acknowledge it so they feel a part of the process and continue to participate in, in what we do. That's good. All right, thank you. Other comments? Yes. All right. Um, my comment for tonight, um, especially when we speak about rezoning, our city has gone through rezoning. Um, our whole county has gone through rezoning, especially when it comes to elections. And we do have an election coming up in August, so make sure that you pay attention to your mail as you will be getting cards in the mail showing if your precinct has changed, if your districts have changed, because we're all going through full redistricting throughout the city. So just pay attention to that. And those that are voting absentee or ballot will be coming soon in the mail so also make sure that you plan to participate and watch out for those things because we have a lot of changes coming throughout our county and as well as our city thank you great reminder other announcements comments thoughts all right we've had a lot of holidays and celebrations recently we've got others coming up celebrate safely celebrate responsibly celebrate and have fun be kind to each other 
and we look forward to seeing you all on July 7th. With that, our agenda is clear and we're adjourned. <laughs>